Hi, welcome to Noise in the Gallery, an inspirational podcast. My name is Joy Koyo, and I'm a musician from London. For this podcast, I want to take a dive into the minds of some of the most fascinating, innovative musicians I know. We'll be discussing their influences, their journey into music and creative process, and I'm hoping to pick up some new ideas along the way. If you want to get inspired with me, stick around. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. I still haven't done my ultimate Alice in Wonderland Let's go. tribute yet. And I, I don't know, you know, yeah, everyone does it at some point. Yes, and I'm going to do it too <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I don't know, that book, it really did, I really did love that book. Mm. It is that, like, going into another world and learning about yourself or learning about things in a completely different way that you never thought about. Mm. Turning everything on its head to see the truth or the, or the false falsity of things or the delusions of things that's what it was yeah. for me it was like going through the looking glass like yeah so I guess I'm always trying to not be convinced so easily or not be swayed so easily or like why do I feel this sudden anger or this sudden thing like I don't who that that's not coming from me why do I feel yeah. this way have I internalized ideas about what I'm able to do mm. or can I not do what is it is it that I can't do it was it that I haven't tried? So there's definitely an element of defiance as well. In that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to have violins in this. <laughs> Don't yeah. tell me I can't yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to Yeah, I'm gonna figure it out. I wanted it to be big. And I'm like, why do I have to make everything small? Mm. Why is that a thing that we have to do, you know? Thank you very much for being here. You're genuinely one of the most fascinating artists I've ever met. I'm going to read a little bit from your Spotify bio because I think that just captured what you're about, what you do way better than I could. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just going to read snippets. Ever-shifting environments, constantly revolving juxtapositions of experience are reoccurring themes of Chisara Agor's art. Their work spans the music, theatre and art world, shifting between a seamless melting pot of sounds, self-expressions and storytelling. Chisara's interdisciplinary practice is informed by performance training and philosophical practice. This is manifested through various works and commissions that showcase Agor's evolving career and creative palette, palette, which include composing, producing, writing, designing, making costumes and clothes... There's just so much you do. It's insane. It gets a bit, bit, when you're writing lists, it's like, okay. It feels like someone's going, all right. (laughs) (laughs) What else can you do? (laughs) We get it, you're really talented. (laughs) There's something about you that's like an amalgamation of a lot of things. And I think it's quite hard to pinpoint. So I would quite like to unpick some of those things, those influences, your process and stuff like that. You do a lot and your music... a review here says a blend of folk soul pop and jazz which i think is almost reductive because it, like yes i can hear those things in it but there's just so much more going on there yeah 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 yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. but and people have I to say something yeah, right? they say something right they got to say some <laughs> words and point out some genres and yeah because it's one of those things i think i was reading something that add a little some people kind of get drawn to quotes quite easily and they need something like okay this is what it is and I just thought, you know, especially on a Spotify page, they're going to listen to it anyway. So regardless of what someone says, it might be that people make their own judgment, their own judgment of yes. what it is, right? Their own interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. So they pull out. And I think that was, that quote was, to, I think that was like an old one. I think that was a reference to, um, 
I think that might have been a reference to like 2015, 2018 music, actually. Pre-Spotify, Chizara era. Yeah, I think that was like, I think I submitted to like a soul uh, blog or something. Uh, like there American was one track thing. that was on like a Spanish album. Yeah, so that was, yeah, well, was that's, that, that's that the era. Era. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's the, um, yeah, Soul Spain. It was like a number one on there. One of the chats was number one. On, it was a journey. It was a journey. Oh my word. Okay, we'll talk <laughs> about your Spanish era because that's one thing I did find. Um, but <laughs> I'm so here for it. Okay, let's, let's talk about your EP. Okay, in between. Why don't we delve into like each song? Did, yes. did those songs... Were they written around the time it came out in 2019? Or was it does that journey way back before that point? Um, Do you need... Should I tell you the song? Yes, so you, please. <laughs> so you got, that's okay, it's fine. Uh, begin, uh-huh. anything, seasons, dream state. Okay. So seasons was the first... One of the, one of the first songs I ever wrote on ukulele. Can you That was it's just mad. That was um, like a re. That was like the London version, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like okay. I want to do this song again, but like, how do I? And I worked with the producer on that to kind of think of like a cool way of doing it with like some beats or something. You know, that was a version of. Ah, so but what I still was haven't done. I still haven't done my version of it in the way of me. I actually haven't produced that song. Ah, and so I there might recently, be... there might be a third. Just keep rolling it out. Actually, I hadn't played it in ages, and I recently played it at a, like a little gig thing. And because because a friend of mine who was running it was that was his favorite song, and I've known him since starting to perform. And I played it, and I was like, oh, you know what? Like, yeah, I should play this again, and maybe I'll um, rework do it another. In some way. Ver- yeah, yeah, do another kind of version. But yeah, seasons was that old. Begin was um, also, I was playing it in Spain, so that would be 2015, 2016 era songs. I think that has like a spoken word element yeah. at the beginning, right? In the intro. Mm-hmm. So we can break the chains mentally. Las cadenas de control impossibly. Binding us to our couches, viewing our dystopian fantasies. Somebody take this pen. Was that always there? That was always there. And then it comes back again and there's like a melody in between. It's very, um, when I first started playing it, I think people were confused. Not everyone, but like, especially playing it in Madrid where I didn't know, I don't know about their spoken Because obviously in London, yeah, you've got, Kate you've got Tempest, spoken word stuff, got, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's kind of like, there's a... There's a, there's a language here. there, yeah. But there, there wasn't really. And also, I was speaking, I was doing in English, so, and speaking quite quickly. But I think people really did like the song. I never stopped playing it. Um, but yeah, it's unusual in the way that it goes between. And that's another one I still haven't, I, I'd like to do again. Um, because I can, when I listen back to it, in that vein, I can hear my age. I don't know. Maybe not oh, my age necessarily, but I my experience. That. Yeah. Or my hesitation. Or like, why did I use that sound? That's well, when you're trying, you say something in the style of someone else. Or like what you think you're supposed to sound like, but I it's not it's raw. Like, Is that what you mean? I don't know. I think it's like, um, more... I can see you didn't quite reach... The intention is there, mm. but you didn't quite reach what you wanted. Not that it wasn't 
it was like like um nearly there it was nearly like he just needed to wait maybe a few more months sit mm. with it and then get to the point i can see what your sketch it was like a sketch mm. yeah it felt more like a sketch it needed more refining um but that's okay that's part of the that's process part of it. and you're like oh but you know when you listen to that yeah. you're like wow i when i think about what i could do now it's yeah. crazy the, the, the time you know you, you learn so much and then um Dream State um, was, yeah, Dream State was one I actually arranged and did everything for for that thing. So I think that was more recent. That would have been more recent. Wake me up when the world is over. Wake me up when the world ain't over. And then what was everyone? Anything was... I love that. I, I can't remember when love I wrote that. Song. that. And that that was that was really cool. But I didn't there was this concept there, but it wasn't it was more loo- it was looser, I think, I feel. It was like what songs do I really love and want to kind of put together and thing and also it was very it would have been my first just learning how all the kind of campaign stuff works, learning how all the kind of like Business side, and I got tired easily, and I was just like after, and I yeah. So it was a lot of learning things. Mm. Yeah, it's cool to delve into that because I just think you see the end result a lot of artists, and you think they kind of just pop out of nowhere, right? Like little aliens that just (laughs) you know, and and actually, there's a whole lot of work that goes into it before you get to that point where you're ready to deal with that. It's funny because you say that this EP didn't feel so put together in, a, in an intentional sense it's more like I'm just gonna put these songs that I like for some reason and maybe you know figuring it out as you go but listening to it yeah you definitely I well I definitely felt like there was there's an identity no that's it. true no I, I feel like I was maybe being too harsh on myself yeah definitely the intention to put those songs together was there but maybe I maybe I'm referring to like the cohesive plan of it was it was it was a lot of like okay I'm gonna work with this person this thing work with this person then this thing and then there's money here and money there <laughs> but they like I mean I'm talking yeah. about more the business kind of plan of like how am I gonna then talk about it or put it out in a way that people understand what it is because mm. I know what it is but maybe I didn't <laughs> well if it's the first time you're doing that yeah it's a complete unknown you're sort of just feeling your way exactly. around okay that's yeah. really interesting I think you you cover a lot of really deep <laughs> you put it for anyone listening <laughs> there were quotation marks deep. I hate quotations. the word deep um universal topics I think your songs are they're big is, is that intentional with you because I feel like you you don't necessarily cover topics of like oh I'm in my room and I'm feeling like this and it's all about me it's like there's a there's a big message about 
transcending or mm. you know delving deeper into the reasons why why we're here what what are you doing you yeah. know look deeper rediscover like there's it's it's not surface level <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that's in that's definitely intentional I mean I think it's a lot of the ways you know and and I think both things are valid it's like someone mm. writing about being in their room and is their way of trying to understand why they're in their room doing feeling the way they feel right and I guess I'm trying to figure out or might be my lack feeling my lack of um power to necessarily go out and like ch- change in a kind of miss universe mm. I want world peace type thing how do I how do I like grapple with those ideas myself mm. um and I try not to be like very uh what's the word um like black and white about it you know nothing is this side that side I guess I'm just on a constant journey of it's like you're above kind of floating <laughs> yeah, well, yeah but like you know you're you're observing things yes yeah. and that's that's quite different I think to a lot of people um not that one is more valid than the other yeah, yeah. I think there's a case for kind of sitting and and being in your own experience and then from that people kind of draw out from that mm. but then there's also it's also really fascinating to kind of yeah draw a bigger picture from above and kind of taking little bits of mm. what you see and I, I really like that about your oh, music thank you cool so let's talk about the sonics <clears throat> of the of the tracks okay so ukulele that's like a big thing <laughs> on all of them and i cannot stand the ukulele except when i'm listening to your music and, it's, and, and i mean that a hundred percent like i hate it <laughs> But you make it sound so good. I didn't know about the ukulele hate until <laughs> later on. Because I, because <laughs> what happened was I was trying to teach myself guitar at, well, how old was I? Like 17, 18. So I was trying to teach myself guitar because I wanted to write some songs. And I was, what was I trying to write? Like, I was trying to write sad, <laughs> sad, poetic songs about, you know, listening to what Jeff Buckley cried about something. And then you had like, yeah, I was just trying to write songs that Pencil. I thought were like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, and then when I was, when I was um, gonna go to Spain because it was just Erasmus, it was like a year abroad thing, and I couldn't bring it with me. And so my friend got me this little toy ukulele. It was ah, oh, because I know you can't. He said, you know, I can't. You can't bring your guitar, so take this. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just played it every day. <clears throat> and then the so if I got there, maybe. August or something, or September or something. Then, like a few months later, um, after I had a few songs I'd written, I was like, "Oh, what? Well, you just go to this open mic." There was like an open mic in this Irish pub in in Madrid. In Madrid, in Manasai. Yeah, it was crazy. Irish pub. And um, yeah, I played there, and I got my first gig in a little in another little cafe place, supporting someone. And that night, I met one of my closest friends there, Christian, and he he was um, playing the cajon. He's like a percussionist, and he was like, "Okay, why don't we?" play together I can support you we can think and we went into this park outside his house and practiced and it all just kind of rolled and the story the story gets goes on and gets really funny and interesting and crazy all in the every year and more and because I went back and forth after that but <gasps> so um, I didn't know it was Erasmus so it was a one year yeah, thing it was a one year thing and then I was just like thinking about moving there because I kept going, I kept going there like many times a year 
to um, play gigs and like do stuff. So, <laughs> but um, that was my first, yeah, entry into kind of music. Yeah, scene. playing. Yeah, um, a music scene, and yeah. it wasn't the scene that you would think. Well, being where I live in in Peckham, I I didn't know that scene at all because I was number one. I was studying not in London, and then to be in someone else's, be in another scene completely different from <laughs> where you're from, and know everyone and kind of be you know it's very yeah. it's funny because funny. there's no reference, there's no one I can go. Do you remember that time because they're not here? Or <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I was in, is in it, I was in that scene. Did it feel like a fresh start in some way, like a blank slate meeting lots of new people at that critical age? I guess yeah. how old would you have been? Like twenty? I would have been twenty something, maybe like twenty one, yeah. twenty two something. It felt because again, I hadn't been. Oh no! Wait! Oh wait! No, I think I'm misremembering some things. Wait, it happens. I can't remember now. I think I was playing at uni in open mics. Yes, I started at. Started a society for the rejects who didn't get into the theatre society because it was like being in a high school film that people were mean and very um, protective Protect, yeah, of cliquey. their clique. And there was a drama. There was a drama course on the on the uni, and I wanted to go to drama school when I was younger, <clears throat> but then fell in love with philosophy and languages and music and everything. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just I'll study philosophy and languages because. I love those things. And then I'll do art and stuff while I'm there. And um, I remember auditioning for their pantomime and I just wanted to be in the show some some way, even if I was, you know, a tree or whatever. That was me. I, was, know, I so, was a bodyguard. So oh, <laughs> no lines. Anyway, I'm not going to get sorted about that. <laughs> you want to tell us about <laughs> that experience? <laughs> and um, it was went, the audition went really well and they were like, yeah, we're definitely going to put you in. For sure and I was like wicked you know I'm in and um and basically they they didn't I got the results so the, the audition and they're like well, unfortunately you're not gonna be in it and you know I was shocked because I everyone was telling me yes you know yeah. see you next week but I think the worst thing was aside from that because I was like okay rejection I've you know been there done that many times they they would refuse to give me eye contact so I used to see them at the union the square and they would not look me in the eye or say hello and then I, so I thought something that was very strange. And so it turned out that they had to put in people who were on the drama course in the pantomime just because. And I guess they were ashamed of that and then refused to look me in the eye. So when I went, <laughs> when I went back to my halls, I had the guitar. I remember that. So I was playing and writing on the guitar and I sang this song called They Don't Want Me in the Pantomime <laughs> over and over again <laughs> to my housemates, you know, go turn them, making them crazy. But I had made up this whole song about not going in the pantomime. <laughs> So yeah, I took it really well. I took it really well. Making lemonade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was playing, um, but I wasn't doing like, I wasn't doing like gigs per se. I wasn't doing like, um, I was doing open mics and just, and I'm making that group with people who just wanted to ex- express themselves in any way. That's my, that was my intention with it really. And we had a little group of misfits who just kind of got together and. What were you doing? Like musical theatre, so singing, was dancing? Musical theatre, singer. There was like. We had made a little band kind of thing. We did some covers. There was someone else who liked did classical guitar and just used to play classical. Telling you, all the everybody just was everything. just hanging out and just went to open mics and just they did the bits we practiced or whatever. It was very very wholesome. That's so it was cool. Very wholesome. <laughs> That's so lovely though. Yeah, to have that space to just 
have fun with it explore yeah, not be judged nice. so much no it was not like that at all so and then yeah unfortunately that was so that was the year before I was going away and so we'd got these groups of people together and then I started going to house parties and things and people were like oh you did you make that you made that society with the people doing stuff and I was like yeah you should join but obviously I was leaving so it was unfortunate that I'd started it and you know built it up to something that people were like oh I'd like to and then, obviously, being away, there was no one really to take over. To do that, yeah. yeah. So it all kind of went away. But <laughs> but it was it existed, and it was great for what it was. Yeah, at the time, which is nice. That was so interesting. Okay, I forgot your initial question. I kind of no, up it's a... fine. We've been on a whole journey here, <laughs> and I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I think we were get, leading to the ukulele and oh, like yeah. your beginnings of like of writing, writing those songs and in, yeah. in Spain. Yes. Okay, let's talk about finding your sound because, mm. you know, you're playing these songs live on your ukulele, mm. but then there comes a point where you start recording the music. How yeah. involved were you in, like, the production at that point? In the in-between one? Or yeah. Because um, obviously now you're, like, producing your stuff, you're arranging, yeah. or you're doing a lot. So yeah. was that, like, an organic journey or from then were you sort of happy to, to do that? It was a journey. It was a journey. So, so for example, Seasons 2015, that was like the first thing. That was in Spain, busking around Madrid to save up the Euros to go into a friend's, a friend's studio at a discounted rate where we just played the songs. And a group of guys, we just played the songs live and recorded it with a bit, a few extra, I don't know, some echo or delay or whatever. But it was very much like a band playing the song yeah. and playing the piece, which was fine. Um, and then after that, I was thinking, okay, I want to record more. I want to do another EP. Um, and I was going to work with another producer who was in Spain. Um, and that didn't go so well because he had like a specific sound that he wanted. It was not he was turning the songs into unrecognisable things for me. Yeah. You know. He was on his own On his own path. trajectory, yeah. yeah. And I was just there for the ride. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, And, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I paid money to do that and then didn't That's use the songs. But that was a very good learning thing about, okay, so when that happens, do you, what, were you, what are you going to do about it? Like, because I was, like, very patient in terms of seeing, okay, if you think this is really good, let's see how it goes. And, unfortunately, yeah, it didn't go where I wanted it to mm. go sometimes you don't realize at the time i'm so bad at that you know in the moment when you're working with other people it's like keeping in touch with your own vision of what you think you're going for yeah. but at the same time being like open enough that something can happen that's not totally. expected totally i think to that's be such a hard right? but then if you're not balance. surprised or disappointed i don't know maybe it's close together <laughs> very and also, I think it's like knowing who you are, right? Mm. I don't think I really knew what what I wanted to, to to what I wanted things to sound around the songs. I was very much just doing live, and I knew how that sounded. So even even if it was just me and the uke or me and whatever playing the song, I would have been happy with it. But I think when you start putting stuff around it and turning it, I didn't know what that was meant to sound like, mm. and I hadn't gotten to that point yet. And I think that was because. People were putting things on me 
Whereas I wasn't standing up and saying, I'm a soul singer. I wasn't saying anything, actually. But then people were like, you're doing soul, you're doing this. And you're like, maybe I am, I don't know. But I hadn't decided what it was yet. And so I was very open to where it could go. Mm. Especially writing songs that maybe lean into a certain genre and thinking, oh, it could be like this. But then, yeah, it's You want to actually tread that you line I, rather, yeah, than rather than be, be like, like in one box. Yeah, and I find it, I find, obviously, it'd be, like, great if I, at that point, knew, like, I'm this, and I want to do this, but I didn't, and so what happens when you don't know, someone goes, oh, I think you should do this then, and you're like, okay, we'll try it, but it didn't work, which is fine. Um, I feel like the end result that you got, you know, through all of that process, through having those knockbacks, and it's really good, like, I'm not just (laughs) saying it, like, I love it, I think you actually did triumph over those difficulties and yeah of course now you're looking at it thinking well I know so much more who I am and Mm. what could I do but I think just navigating those things is not easy as an artist so like hats off to you thanks (laughs) Um, maybe we could talk a bit about the visuals side of things because Mm. you I think directed uh was it anything the video yeah I did yeah I mean when, what year was that? I think... I can't remember when I started getting more into film. Like, I've always loved photography and taking pictures and things, but I think more so the last three years, moving into, like, film as a... Medium. Yeah, as a medium. Mm. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, a friend of mine, like, DOP, and we just... I just made a storyboard and thought this could this could work. Did you have any particular like references visually, or or was it more just um, coming from the music? You just had this idea and yeah, I think for that it. one it was yeah. I mean now I'm I'm a lot more with my things. I'm a lot more. I I, I thought maybe or not maybe just more like detailed in certain in a certain way. I do a lot of like treatments or I do a lot of like boards mm. but that one was very it was very clear in my mind that you can I didn't want to complicate things somewhat and like yeah it was very clear like I think that will come across fine the whole idea is that and it will be fine I think it's beautifully simplistic that video mm. it just and the song as well it's like that one you could say it's the most traditional song in terms of like structure and songwriting on that EP but I think that's kind of the beauty of it it works yeah yeah yeah, I really enjoyed that. And that was working with another producer in Peckham who really, like, let the song let the song lead us. And mm. we were kind of doing it. We'd, like, play something together and be like, okay, maybe not this. It was very much a completely different process. And I really enjoyed that day. And I think it was the best thing. I wouldn't, like, when I think of that song, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's how I would make it. Yeah. Really. <laughs> um, and then Dream State, I kind of, like, co-produced that, really. I did okay. a lot of it, yeah, and I remember that, and I, I did all the arrangement, and I think maybe, because when I got back to university after Spain, I started doing more production, anyway, and I did this, again, on Bandcamp, it's still up, some, like, weird mixtape thing that was very, like, wow, and noises, <laughs> all sorts of stuff, but I loved it, because it was yeah. not very good, or good, I put quotation marks, I don't know, no one says, remember that chuckle, <laughs> no one mentions it, um, which is fine. 
but it was like it was like getting a crayon and like scribbling all over mm. and just seeing oh what if it's what if I did this weird noise or what if I made that you know it was so good to just and I put it out as like this is a thing it was so good to do that and yeah. not feel like oh it's not mixed well da, 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 da. now that we think now that we know everything or kind of whatever we're like oh it's not mixed right then I was like ah when you know so nothing you're just flashing red yeah, yeah just put that on yeah <laughs> that distortion in there it was great that's so cool because it just felt like I was making a world I was yeah. world building rather than worrying about whatever yes that's so important I think if you can capture you know capture the imagination yeah. it doesn't really matter no what tools you use you're doing that even more so, I think, incorporating all those different elements to build a world. Do, mm-hmm. do you even see yourself as a recording artist? Like, <laughs> would you say you're just a, an artist? I like to say I'm just an artist, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I, I see, it's like, it's like seeing something like a web. Like, like oh, there's a song. Especially with In Between, let's say, like, that theme has run, like, I've been thinking about that for years like even back at university I've been thinking about like a cut if you cut paper cut into a paper and there's this gap what is that and how does that translate into other things what is that and I've been thinking about that for so long I think especially with the, when you talk about like universal topics and stuff things can stretch over so long yeah that you turn around and you're like oh that was about that as well I don't even no, that film was about that, or that thing was about that on a broad in a broad sense. Because there are endless, I guess there are endless ways to to explore those topics, those big, big themes that yeah. come up in your music. But that's also really cool because you're ne- never going to get bored, <laughs> and, and it creates great. that line that you can trace back through all of your work, mm-hmm. and that sort of is quite defining, but in a nice way. Yeah, you're not boxed in, but. Yeah. Um, I love the video for Seasons, by the way. Oh, that, my gosh. That one is just Kieran. epic. It's <laughs> like, yeah, Seasons is interesting because I feel like it's kind of got two concepts at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. What were your influences, like, visually? In that, that? video? Because I was getting Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I, I love getting... I told you, though. I think I told you I don't about remember. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. I still haven't done my ultimate... Alice in Wonderland let's go tribute yet I haven't got I haven't done that yet that's that's still that's like in the dream like that that still hasn't haven't got that quite Queen of Hearts (laughs) I'm seeing it now um I know I don't know you know yeah everyone does it at some point yes and I'm gonna do it too (laughs) at some point um it was such an important I don't know that book it really did I really did love that book Mm. I and again I think referring to the bio I think the the that you read it is that like going into another world and learning about yourself or learning about things in a completely different way that you've never thought about mm. turning everything on its head to see the truth or the or the false falsity of things or the illusions of things that's what it was yeah. for me it was like take you know yeah looking go through the looking glass like yeah and so it's I guess I'm always trying to not be convinced so easily or not be swayed so easily or like why do I feel this sudden anger or this sudden thing like I don't who that that's not coming from me why do I feel yeah, this way like really digging into it totally and I'm definitely leaning been leaning more into that in my in on my other work as well 
in terms of, I guess, more in like film or art. Well, collectively, yeah. essentially. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask about your commissions. Like, maybe you could go into a couple of your favourite commissions you've done Ooh. or something Okay. that's maybe pushed you in some way, challenged you. Um... I know you've done loads. Like. No, I don't, I don't think I've done that much. Let me think. Um, I think one of my... Fa- like, there's one that's small and one that's still on... Well, I, I like to think that they're all ongoing because I don't... I feel like there's so... Like you said, we were talking about earlier about things. There's just so much more to say. There's so much more to kind of stretch out. But um, one of the ones I really liked was an audio piece about dreams. So it's called What We Do in Dreams. And I had this idea of asking people about a dream that kind of changed not changed their lives kind of shift their their relationship to themselves or just to the world or whatever kind of it had an impression made an impression on them mm. and I interviewed a few people about it and put music to around it, it well reflected what they were saying in music and sound and kind of creating a environment for their their voices to to sit in but it was nice just hearing people and kind of talk about the experiences they've had in dreams um, and how it affected them. And I'd really like to do another... Yeah, I'd really like to do another one of those because it was obviously just one. It was like about 12 minutes long. I think I interviewed one, four people, mm. um, including my mum, actually. Actually, you should listen to it. Yeah, yeah where can I find it? Because I haven't oh, seen crap. that. Where can you find it? No, I had to... I signed something because the BBC and the ICA, it was like a commission, and I, I had to... I had to sign something. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't release it yet, but the time might be up now. Okay, so they had like exclusive so yeah, they had rights like a thing, to it yeah. for a period of time. I, yeah, but I. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll send it to me on the slide. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. That's, that's <laughs> crazy. Really, but cool. yeah, I, I wow. realized that. Yeah, because I didn't. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't talk about it that much because we. Had, it came. They had like a little exhibition for it but for everyone because it was like a whole bunch of new creative exhibitions, but um. That was really nice. And then most recently, uh, last year, there was some... Well, the idea is um, the project's called Nocturnal Sun. And that's my... Right now, this is my... This is the crazy big idea that's exciting and will take as long as it takes, I suppose. Are you seeing it like there are going to be different instalments to this project oh yeah 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 it's, it's <laughs> definitely an instalment type thing i mean was it britain arts pierce to start with no it was song music oh ah, i was gonna ask how did it start okay new voices oh okay. yeah so new voices is a program where you pitch a project that you want to develop and what like why this is like a turning point and bloody blah, blah all that kind of thing and um it's a year-long thing so they provide some money and you obviously can apply for and support kind of to help you with the development that you get like a project um, advisor who kind of is your check-in to kind of help you um, basically like organise your steps. Um, and so, yeah, it was a big ask for myself. It was basically going, okay, we're going to take music, we're going to take movement, we're going to take art, we're going to take film, we're going to... Costume design. costume design. I'm a costume designer now. Right, we're going to put it all in <laughs> and we're going to shake it around and we're going to make this hour-long epic and 
it's gonna it's gonna be brilliant it's like it just sounds like Stravinsky to me like it's just it's yeah that's cool thank you do you do you feel like a lot of these skills that you're developing come from just saying yes like or just being resourceful it's like well I have this vision I I can make it happen yeah I could why not yeah 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 I think that's it that's it saying yes and then adapting um for sure for sure like because not not everyone's that resourceful or that like just yeah I'll, tr- I'll do it I'll try it but I do think that's a big key to success in life and by success I don't mean like making money yeah. like <laughs> making, making money, money. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like <clears throat> just growth yeah. developing yeah as a person yeah and, and realizing your potential mm. I just think what I admire is that you, you've you've really pushed that to the max. I think, and you're do, you know you're constantly pushing for that. Yeah, and some people have said I should take a nap and relax. Ah, uh, so are you always on? Is that the downside? So the downside of this <laughs> is that, but I'm trying harder this time round. Last year was a bit like close to the. Yeah, that's crazy. Actually, I didn't really think about it. What it must be like to have multiple projects on the go and you're overseeing yeah. you know they're big projects they're yeah. large scale and you're overseeing so much yeah that's full-on it is yeah yes and impressive and amazing but yeah full-on full-on <laughs> full-on it yeah but what like <clears throat> big questions mm-hmm. like what drives you what kind of motivates you in terms of long term mm is it a journey or do you think or do you have little like goals for yourself hmm or both yeah a mix of both I mean I say stuff to myself I don't necessarily have for example let me think I go <laughs> oh, it's so weird I go <laughs> okay uh I really want to do I think last year or the year before I was like oh you know yeah releasing music in that way is cool um, but I think I really want to do, like, longer form, like, take a concept. And, you know, my music, there's concepts in it, but how do I, how do I not have, not maybe do a song? Like, how do I, can I write for more instruments or am I just this? Or what is that? Do I need, do I miss a skill or can I just start? Why can't I have strings and things? Or do I, have, do I think I can't do, have I internalised ideas about what I'm able to do? Mm. or can I not do what is it is it that I can't do it or is it that I haven't tried so there's definitely an element of defiance as well in that. <laughs> yeah maybe it's like yeah, yeah I'm gonna have violins in this <laughs> don't yeah. tell me I can't yeah, do that I'm gonna do it. yeah I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna figure it out and if I need someone's help to do something then I'm gonna find out who it is but I'm gonna yeah, I'm going to do a hanging that's way too big for my bedroom and I can't fit it in there. I'm going to go outside and roll it onto the... I do my artwork on the landing of my flat you know, because there was no room in the flat to do it. But I wanted it to be big. And I was like, why do I have to make everything small? Mm. Why is that a thing that we have to do, you know? I mean, mm. so I think, yeah, I think there is a defiance there. But also the... 
I think it's understanding or being aware of the privilege of time and place and being in this space, like being able to even consider doing this stuff. And and I think that's always there. To mm. be like, you got to make give it all you got. Yeah. This is it. You don't know what's ha- going to happen to you. There was something, what was I listening to? Or something that really resonated with me. It's quite morbid, but it was like, you're already dead. And, I, and there's the next song I'm releasing actually kind of mention, has this element of it. It's like, knowing you're going to die, but instead of a kind of nihilistic, like, ah, nothing matters, it's more... Everything it's the opposite. matters. Yeah, in a way, you know, it's like wanting to shine some sort of light or kind of do what you can in, in what you've been given. Um... But yeah, I mean, long term, I just, my whole, my main overarching goal is sustainability. Not only just like having, be able to make work and do cool things and imagine, but also like health wise and everything that kind of combines that and being able to just, I don't know. Yeah. Being able to do this for long term. That's the mm. long term goal. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long term well this so is the far, thing but i don't know i don't know if you, i feel like we're always like as artists the long term but you you know i think maybe we're always just saying this it feels <laughs> so one day at a time yeah. being an artist right you literally do one project i'm like where am i going to find the money how am i going to do this yeah but then you look back and you think well i've been doing this almost for 10 years and sort of making it work somehow. i don't think it changes does it i feel like it's something we say knowingly inherent that i think it can i think it does change like to some degree yeah but there's always that element of um instability yeah you know there's you know even we can look at i don't know adele for example the more that you have to lose the more kind of pressure is put Mm. on you and and i think it must be really hard knowing that say okay well i've got this creative vision i don't know if people are gonna back this this time yeah what if she wants to make a punk album i mean then you're kind of starting again and there's always that instability of is it going to sustain how long is it going to sustain no one can really know that there's no one yeah you can't know i mean she'll probably be all right there'll be some there'll be enough people she'll be right (laughs) there'll be enough people who'll be like oh have you heard adele's punk album but like i think there is always that element and and you kind of get desensitized at whatever level you're at so at her level she has certain expectations of what you know sustainability looks like and i just think there is always that element of making art and just yeah trying to discover something new or push push yourself and and that breeds a bit of uncertainty and trying to exist in that is is challenging but i think that's what you have to do yeah somehow it is that's literally it we have to do that um yeah so just trying to put what's in my head out there Mm. but also yeah I guess that's I feel not like a duty or obligation I don't know maybe it's something like that to observe or like if I have the time then to say what I see Mm. um even if that I see it and I turn upside down or whatever paint it green or I felt that for a while I suppose even like as a child i was gonna ask about you know growing up and mm. 
that relationship with the arts and as a young person because it seems like you you're very assured of how important art is and its place in society and so I think some artists struggle with that certainty that kind of like well you know can't I can't pay my bills or you know yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. easy to lose sight of actually how important it is and transformative it is but you know anyway growing up did you know you wanted to do something creative um what did how did you see yourself growing up (laughs) (laughs) um aside from thinking i could control the wind um i (laughs) I thought i was like the airbender or something i um i was uh, i just wanted to try everything i was one of those i was like okay went to primary school i remember primary school very quite clearly it was like um, gonna learn the flute because they had they had like one or two flutes in the whole school. I'm like, okay, flute, right? Gonna be in woodwind band, brass, the brass band. I can't remember why I was why I was in brass band. I wasn't playing any brass instrument. But I, I, <laughs> steel pan. Oh, that's band, awesome. Choir. I was in the choir. So was that all like classical music or? Um, I can't remember to be honest. This, I know the steel pan. I was like dancing ABBA covers and things. I don't. <laughs> um, and the, yeah, flute was classical. Yeah, I remember learning that I had a really good teacher um and and I remember they put me forward for this like council Southwark council or something sponsored thing where if, if there was a student that really showed promise or really was loving an instrument then they'd get one for free because you know, couldn't afford to get an instrument and I got that I got my f- I still Amazing. have that flute from year f- five or whatever I had to year four wow so yeah, I was just trying everything and I loved, you know, I loved playing with other people. I loved music. I remember doing a, pan- a Christmas show. <laughs> I remember this Christmas show and there was an older, older child playing the narrator. And I remember, I can't remember, like, I just remember, I can feel myself standing there next to this and the teacher going, okay, well, Chisara's going to do it's going to be the narrator too. And the ch- the older kid was just upset. She's like, well, we can't have two, so we'll just split it between you both. And I don't remember being any way of like, I was quite happy to get the chance that I remember feeling this <laughs> energy. <laughs> <laughs> like this child, even though you're also a child, is going to take my spot away from me. And I just loved, and, I, and so from then, <laughs> my mom was actually looking for somewhere for me to go and, and do more dance and, stuff you know, in, in the area she was trying to find somewhere local you know I think she def- she encouraged encouraging me to do all of this um all of this stuff too and um one day we got taken from school to go to a show a musical show at the local the theatre Peckham and we watched it and I was like my mouth was open I was like what this is amazing I want to do this it's like great like that wow <laughs> and after um the lights came up they came out to talk to us and they're like you know so we do classes here you know here's a leaflet you can come and join and i remember going home like man and she had the same leaflet because oh. she had found it i was like and so yeah i started Meant going to there be. yeah started going there from when i was nine and did you know tap and ballet and drama and all the stuff and loved it so much I was quite although it sounds like I was very extroverted I was quite shy not shy just very 
not I I wasn't like yeah look at me I just loved <laughs> I just loved doing the thing mm. um you know and it just I just started to notice that maybe I was good at it because I started getting being put in places where all the light was on me or da, 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 da. I had this thing though when I was doing theatre I used to lick my lips all the time <laughs> but that was my tell that's why you could tell I was nervous I used to lick my lips all the time I'm dying all the oh. time my mum would go can you, you why do you can you stop looking at your lips are they dry what's going on I'm like no I didn't know I used to lick them all the time that was my tell I'm very scared I'm gonna lick my lips all the time I mean, there are worse nervous tics I to have. So. But, but, I mean, yeah. no, but I didn't think about it. That's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So was your mum creative at all? No, not really. I mean, but wow. they were, but my mum and my dad, like, they really loved arts. And so I would be around, I'm trying to, like, my dad would sometimes take me to, like, I remember being taken to, like, a, African dance class for like a few weeks. We would go sporadically to things, um, or to some music thing. Maybe like there was always art something around. Going yeah, on. it was always. But um, there's always something. My mom actually learned the flute when she was like, around a similar age as well, um, and she really liked art and stuff. But her her parents were very much academics do this you know don't oh, really yeah go, go get your a-levels go get, get that you know yeah. and so i think especially now past years now she's been doing loads more art and painting and stuff. it's really great that's amazing do you think that came from you then in a weird way i feel like or she always kind of been into it but suppressed it or? yeah i think it's just okay. when you like focus on your child or doing you know i think it's like having the space to kind of mm, find out what it is you want to do or know that you can. I think a lot of people, especially when they get older, they think, oh, it's too late to do something. It's never, like, no. it's painting. You can do whatever <laughs> you want. Or, you know, it's this or that, whatever it is, you know. And I think it's just, I've definitely encouraged it and been, I think maybe me just jumping into the art forms and be like, I could do this, I could do that, definitely probably rubbed off. Um, but yeah and so when you're kind of you know the value of something mm. you know it's like yeah it's fun it's great and you can even doing homework I would have these <laughs> I was so now I think about it I was extra you know so I remember there was a primary school thing and you had to do a tornado talk about how a tornado is formed right and my mom my mom was so good though she was like okay how are you gonna do this and I was like right I want to draw it out and do step by step so we got you know the flip chart paper the massive well, it would be massive because I was small, but like the massive, like A3, oh, yeah, yeah. A2 size flip chart. Yeah. Drew out the tornado, da, 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 did everything, each stage of it on a flip chart for homework, right? Okay. <laughs> so, wow. Then it was so good that they made me do it in the assembly and tell everybody, show everyone how to do how a tornado was formed with the flip chart. You were that kid. I was that, yeah. You were that kid. That's okay. good. I, when I really think about it, maybe I was, but at the time I thought it was the most, I don't know, it was just like, yeah, this is how a tornado, like, that's normal. Or it was something to do with space and I painted out all the different um, planets, but then I put Velcro on them so you could move them around on this big black sheet. And so, yeah, it was That's just... so nice. I feel like your parents must have been supportive to let you kind of just figure it out and express yourself. Definitely, and, and then, you know, and, and help me with that. Yeah. Because 
I guess yeah, it makes learning fun, and you so many mu- so many different flexing muscles of like how to make something, how to make something come off the page, you know. Uh, so definitely think that's obviously yeah made its way. <laughs> oh, that just creativity, yeah, but, like full of it. I did a play on a tape recorder, so <laughs> I was like, okay, this is so we've got this task right. I'm gonna record lines on the tape recorder and then i'll speak and then the tape recorder will play so my voice will be on the tape recorder but i'll say something now and then play it and then it'll play back and it will all be set timed out so that i can perform this piece yeah it was gonna be a piece wow. with this tape recorder this isn't secondary school too fair and um i got to class and i was so excited i had everything ready and the recorder had been pressed in my bag so it'd been recording over everything that i'd made Oh no! So I had nothing to show oh, for it, and I was no. like, "No, you don't understand. There was going to be a whole thing with the tape recorder." Oh it? no! But, oh boy. you know, I went to those lengths to do whatever I was going to do. I think everyone was quite grateful. Then have to sit through a <laughs> one-man show with a tape recorder that was definitely not well timed. I can I can imagine. Did you have a television at home? Anyway, I did, but actually spent loads of summers at my grandma's house. And in the summer holidays, and I, was, I didn't get to see, I didn't get to watch TV at all. So I had see? to make my own. There you go. Don't, don't let your kids watch telly because... <laughs> that's it. Listen. And then you can be, <laughs> I made up my own games, created things that I've, I had loads of paper. All I had was paper, pens, scissors. And so I spent every day at my grandma's just cutting out shape, trying to invent new ways of being entertained, <laughs> essentially. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Look what happened. <laughs> Look what you could do. Look what your kids can achieve. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Don't rob them of their future. <laughs> Nothing. You know, I'd make one phone call a day to my mum at work and be like, help, I want to leave. That'd be it. And then continue the day. You wow. can't leave. <laughs> Art prison. <laughs> Art prison. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> um, were you sort of what were you listening to growing up? Has your music taste changed a lot since? Because I feel like from so I asked <clears throat> Chisara for a list of just her favourite artists and stuff, and basically they're all just epic artists, <laughs> like huge you know influential game-changing artists i feel like that's what you like bowie kate bush yeah Bella Cootie, just like Those, people that are like kind of icons like, yeah. yeah like yeah. They're, they're not all kind of the same genre it's eclectic no. yeah. but you kind of got the cre- the cream of the crop <laughs> of each sort of thing yeah which I, I'm similar actually mm. it's, it's not that I'm into genres it's like I'll like one artist of from that, that genre Ilk, yeah. and one yeah <laughs> was it always like that oh no 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 it was <laughs> of course not <laughs> and i and i think because i was just thinking now right now i can go yeah these are the these are the core group super these are the superheroes of like certain ideas that mm. filter in right but i listen to oh so i guess again grandma's house like reggae records beyond or I'd play things in the in the, in the grandma's house all the time and there was that there was what well, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of what I had on CD I had Miss Dynamite oh mate I had wow who else I had Will Young that was a Will, yes. I would say Will Young Will Young was good man yeah Will Young right I had um 
I had CDs, CDs, CDs. I had Lady Gaga's CD. Who else did I have on CD? Oh, I loved Muse. Oh, me too. I love Muse so much. So, yeah. The melodies are just... Yeah, it was just epic. Again, epic. I think it was more like just, ah, yeah, this is like a whole epic song or the whole situation. Um, and then when you get to school, it's like everyone was listening to you. I was listening to like whatever grime song was popular <laughs> then at the time. And then you had all like the indie bands from the noughties the just coops. doing a lot. Yeah, you had all of them. Yeah. All of them once. <laughs> listening to all of that. So it was just like kind of flowing. And then I'd go to a friend's house and she'd put on um, MTV because I never used to watch that. I don't know if we had that channel when we got home. She used to put it on that. Do you know this song? Do you know this song? It was very passive aggressive. No, it wasn't passive. It was just aggressive. Because I didn't know any of the tunes because I don't have, I didn't watch. I couldn't MTV. watch. The, yeah. So yeah. she would just tell me, do you know this? Do this. So I learned a lot about music by being aggressively, aggressively told, told what's, what's good to listen to at the time. Um, so this is the hat. Uh, and then Destiny's Child on oh, scene. My mum had all of the Destiny's Child, all lots yes. of soul music. Omar, like lots of, lots of that was there. And then my my dad, because my parents were separated, so my dad would have then learn about like um, Afrobeats and like David. But then like David Gray, for example, I remember that being like a, a soundtrack to a lot of just days and George Michael and like just I love George Michael. We used to sing Faith all the time in the car so there's all these like different things mm, you know it's eclectic yeah it's... i really did i just love music in what in in what i can find in it and how it makes you people feel you know and i just love being able to listen to a lot of things and find something in them that mm. i really enjoyed and i never i just never really got knowing that and I'll never be like, oh, no, I don't listen to that. Because, you know, look what I was listening to. Like, people listen to everything, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. No, you can hear it. You can hear that, like, fusion. So the final final few things I wanted to ask you about were your upcoming projects. Mm. Anonymous, you've just released. And then, is it Shadows and Searchlights? Yeah, Shadows and Searchlights is the EP thing. So a lot's changed, I guess, since your first EP. Yeah. You've sort of, in terms of your skills, like developing and yeah. what you feel like you're capable of. Yeah. Doing a lot of like sound pieces and, and producing them and arranging them. And then and then somehow thinking that that was different from releasing, <laughs> making my own songs was very strange. And I was like, hold on, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. It's just a different format or I guess output. Yeah. And so, yeah, completely being like, yeah, I can, like, I'm really doing it. Why have I... Why am I still that person thinking that I'm? I have to do things in a certain work. With, you have to get this person to do it, and this person. When I've shown myself, I've proven to myself, and that's the only person you need to prove it to that you can do it, right? Yeah. So have you been much more involved in the production side of things? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Like even you do, you do demos, like full demos. Yeah, full. You, I, yeah, it's completely all done, and then going and working. I co-produced it with um, Wilhelm, and we essentially it's like sonic sound how things sound maybe adding certain uh production elements in certain places but it all sounds the same but a step yeah forward yeah towards i guess having it at that level you know certain things sounding a certain way and obviously recording musicians to play certain parts um 
Yeah, because there's yeah. certain things you can't, like, MIDI on your no, logic exactly. is never going to quite... No, it's not going to quite match up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so, the next one is coming up, but I actually haven't finished finished that one yet. It's exciting, though. Yeah, I'm I really... think you've been talking about it, though, right, on what? Instagram, the EP. Have I just kind of made no, that no, up? I have, I have, I have. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be close. Singles left. Okay, two, so you're doing three singles before and then the and EP. And then the EP, yeah. Oh, okay. How yeah. many tracks? Is it going to be six? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> six or I more? Think, I think six is a good number. I'm trying not to put any pressure on myself because I've worked so hard on those three. Four, no, wait, two, yeah, two, three, yeah, anonymous, why do I, why am I thinking, yes, sorry, wow, three or four songs now, um, that there's this, there's this feeling of I need to put more and I need to do more, I need to, but that doesn't, that, those songs need so much work, I need to do this or that, maybe realising like what, what's enough for mm. me. You know, without trying to... Again, it's the pushing, right? I have to push myself so hard to make something because you think, oh, it's not enough, or da-da-da-da-da. So I'm still figuring out what Finding it's when it's done. sound like. Yeah, mm. what I want that journey to be like and whether I just take it easy because I think, yeah, this the next track and the ne- and the other ones, a lot of work has gone into it. And I don't think I can physically do that in time to have you know like a seven or eight track thing i don't think i could do that without something terrible happening so i think it's just figuring out i think i wanted like a live song at the end um and just keep it simple keep it chill and be like this actually like you said you don't you only see the result but it took a lot to do that and i just be like yeah it did so revel in that like enjoy that you know and have people realize and that's 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 what it is I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm loving Anonymous. Thank so you. So far. And just the whole concept, um, from what you've told me of the EPs, sounds like another huge concept that you could just explore forever. Do you intend on doing that? <laughs> I think so. I really, yeah. I started planning the next actual, like, seven, eight track project already before I thought about releasing this. Because, because that one's very narrative-led. And mm. I was like, I want to make a, like a, like again, like a world, but another world in a different <laughs> different thing and so it, it does it does again play on the, the same thing but it's um it's a monster that one so i'm kind of like you've got like a whole multiverse going on i've got Chisara's a whole multiverse, multiverse. <laughs> yes yes oh. yes i do yeah <laughs> well thank you for inviting us into <laughs> your multiverse you're welcome it's been fascinating everything's free <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, no seriously it's been great to just talk so yeah best of luck with the release it's been a pleasure yes thank you thanks for making it all the way through i'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode or just any of the discussions we've had on season one so far please reach out let me know if you're enjoying it any types of topics or artists you'd like to hear us cover on the show yeah next time i'm going to be talking to moni yim who is smashing it she is a dj music producer really really exciting artist and we kind of discuss faking it till you make it how to take steps when you're feeling uncertain yeah it's just a really really good one so i will see you next time for that much love